0: everyone. Welcome to another episode of Friends Missing Friends. Today it's just me. So what you may have gathered from, I don't know, some of the previous interviews, I know I've mentioned that I'm writing a book. So a little bit about that. The book I'm writing is a memoir about my friend Lauren, our friendship, and her passing away, and my grief, and working through that in my early and mid-20s. So working on that has been a roller coaster to say the least. I started in 2021. It's now 2023. I've probably it's probably gone through like five drafts. I still don't feel anywhere close to being done cuz books just take a long time, especially if it's your first book like this is for me. And also just working through my grief as I write it has been really tricky. Like I've gone through different types of grief or it's manifested in different ways. And right now I'm going through a whole new manifestation of it in which I have not touched. I've barely touched the manuscript in like six months. And it started as like a break because it's healthy to take breaks and step away. Gives you more perspective, yada, yada, yada. And then it just like stretched on longer and longer than I wanted to or that I expected. And it has to do with grief. And I sent one of my good friends a voice message. She's also a writer about how I was feeling. And I think it would be easier if I just played that for you. Because it is when I'm really in the deep deepness of these feelings. And I probably said it most succinctly then. So I'm gonna play that right now. Three, two, one, go. But as far as the book that I just haven't been able to touch again, um, that i you know, the book I'm trying to write or was trying to write, I think I've had this weird feeling that um, the more I write about her, the more I'm actually erasing her. And I know it seems backwards. Um, and there might be a way for me to use that. I don't know. To talk about that. Um, but, you know, each time I sit down to write, it's kind of like it becomes more distant rather than closer because um, it's like a copy you're making a photocopy of a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy it's like becoming a memory of a memory of a memory of a memory of a memory like times a thousand times ten thousand so in a way i feel like i'm actually doing the opposite of what i want to do um and making her feel more distant so i don't know i've i've been struggling with that <sighs> okay so that was hard for me to listen to again i wanted to share that i did not plan on sharing that that was a private text <laughs> that i sent a friend but i wanted to share it afterwards because i feel like these are the feelings that we don't share that often With the larger world. These really, really complicated, icky, like, confusing web of thorns that is our grief and our memories. And, like, how do we best honor them? And is writing about them honoring them? Or is it doing the opposite? Um... And it's complicated. It's really complicated. So I don't have an answer to that. I mean, if I were to look at it rationally and take a thousand steps back, (laughs) I would think, okay, yes, rationally, I'm not erasing her, obviously. Lots of people write books that are respectful, and honor the person they write about, you know, as long as they're very careful and they're considerate and they take the proper steps, all of that. But I also know it's important that I really listen to how I feel. Um, And I will proceed forward with caution because, you know, it's, it's of course possible that these are just that it's grief or gremlins, you know, where, you know, we always try to self-sabotage, right? To, to not do a project or not do something. And then also sometimes our intuition tells us that things aren't right. So, you know, time, I think, is one of the only things that will really answer the question. Which is, does this honor her? So... Luckily, you know, as I write, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> it's still between me and the page, so I can continue to write even without knowing the answer. <sighs> but, you know, if you're feeling like you're in a tangled thorn web of memories, or you are don't know how to best honor your loved one, or you're doing a project in honor of them, and you're confused about it, I feel you like oh my god do I feel you. (laughs) It's so hard. I'm in the middle of it and I'm I'm showing that middle part to you where I don't have the answer and I am still confused because I don't know I just think that's important to share. I don't know. Feel free to reach out. If you have thoughts on this or you've also felt this way or are feeling this way, feel free to reach out. Like, let's talk. Let's talk about it. Uh, My email is friendsmissingfriends at (sighs) gmail.com. Memories are just really hard. Um, And I know that whether or not I write about her, The memories will get more distant. Either way, right? And I read a book recently. I think you should talk to someone. It's a beautiful memoir, and um, it's about a therapist talking about her clients and and her therapist, and one of her clients was experiencing grief. And oh, I wish I had the quote, but it, it was about how like the memories get more distant. And it's like that happens with all memories, right? But when our person that we have those memories with is still alive, it's not as heartbreaking because they're still there, right? And like we can talk to them and be like, oh, remember this? And they'll be like, oh yeah, but like I remember this and they'll share what they remember and then together we'll stitch it into a stronger memory. But when we're the only holder of the memory, we don't have that ability to share it or corroborate it or whatever however you want to say it which makes it all the more heartbreaking and it also adds these stakes like oh my gosh i have to be the keeper of these memories (sighs) but memories are imperfect they just are like you know science is proven that they're not always accurate, that they can change over time, all these things. But what comforts me is a quote by Maya Angelou. At the end of the day, people won't remember what you said or did. They will remember how you made them feel. So even though the memories of my friend might change over time or I might not remember exactly what she said, I'll remember a few things. There's some things that are pretty... Clear, but a lot of the stuff is getting fuzzier. I will always remember how she made me feel. I will always remember how she made me feel until the day I die. If I live to 130, that feeling will still be crystal clear. And maybe that's the most important thing, right? So, I guess if I am were to talk to myself about my struggle, I would tell myself, have your book capture that feeling. Like a painting, right? A painting's not a photograph, but it encapsulates a feeling. And that's what I want to do ultimately. And I wanted to... Share that really complicated journey with you, the journey of trying to create art from loss and love. It's often a messy process, I think, and I think that's important to share. So thank you for listening, thank you for being there during my vulnerable moments, and I'm sending you love. Thanks for listening. Friends Missing Friends is produced by me, Hannah Rumsey. Sound engineering is by co-producer Eric Siegling. Original music is also by Eric, featuring The Lost Wayne. Artwork is by Heidi James. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Together, we can cherish and remember the friends we miss. See you next time.